Wait, 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 wait. Welcome back to the Christ in Culture. This is Steve. And this is Clint. Clint, how have you been, man? Not too bad. Dude, I was thinking about this as I was driving up here to your place. When was the last time you were on the show? It's been a while. It's been a long time. I think it's yeah. probably been at least a month, right? Yeah, I've, yeah I think uh, y'all had to cover me because I was on the road or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think you were in like San Antonio or something. Yeah. I, so... I just looked it up. It's been six weeks. So a month and a half. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. It'll be another six and a half since I'm just kidding. <laughs> Steve is now part-time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm full-time crazy, though. So For sure. But yeah, so I've, I've been doing pretty good. It's kind of that point in the year where we're just preparing for a kind of the upcoming year essentially yeah. so we have tons of meetings with parents with volunteers for the core program different stuff like that preparing for trainings you know preparing curriculums all that fun stuff so it's a ton of office work not exactly fulfilling stuff but yeah it's stuff that needs to be done so it's just uh, one of those mentally exhausting more than physically exhausting kind of things right but we're doing pretty good so yeah how about you well, it, you've been everywhere. Yes, I travel almost nonstop. Um, but other than that, you know who else is nonstop? Alexander Hamilton. Mm. There's a song about it. Yeah, I think I've heard that song in my car as I've listened <laughs> to the soundtrack. But yeah, it's solid. Yeah, I am just there's that, and then this month is kind of prepping for the gala because next month is pretty much all hands on deck plug it for people who were not here with us last year what is the gala yeah so the celebration of life is our annual gala at texas right to life it is september 28th this year which is a saturday it's a huge pro-life gala silent auction a lot of moving parts behind the scenes to provide a good dinner we have a speaker and just sort of a big fundraising event for the nonprofit that I work for. Where, so, where did the funds uh, go to? Is it directly to your organization? Yes, or? yes, 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 yes. Which is like what August is all about is getting the um, sponsorships in so that the money raised at the event goes to the organization, not the event. Which is why yeah. you've been traveling so much. Mm-hmm. Getting underwriting. Yeah. Got to get it. Still working on it. So that's pretty much uh, been my life. So unfortunately, I haven't taken a whole lot of media. Anything while you're on the road or no? I was listening to some music. Actually, I um, I was listening to a couple new bands that a coworker of mine that I was traveling with kind of clued me in on just a little bit more folk stuff, The Head and the Heart, and a couple other bands that mm. whose names I don't remember. But The Head and the Heart are really good. And then, oh, this is one that's just kind of random. Back in the day, when the I was day. a smaller young lad. June 13th, 1994. <laughs> and, uh, a little bit older than that. But there was an old show that you probably remember called Invader Zim. 
Have you no. ever seen that show? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so it was an old cartoon. Is that this he... like even older than me? No, it was in uh, probably old, the early man. 2000s is when it first came out, okay. I think. But it was just like a weird, weird show about an alien that was trying to take over Earth. And it was very, very bizarre. But it lasted two seasons, and then it was canceled for probably, I don't know, at least the past 10 or 15 years, I would imagine. Is it back? Netflix just released a movie. So I was just flicking through Netflix, saw the Invaders Zim movie, and was like, what the heck is this? The Invaders Inn? Invaders Zim. Oh, Invaders Zim. Yeah, and so I looked at it. And I watched the movie, and it sounded just like them, and it was just as weird and over-the-top as I remember the show being. And it was really a good reboot, ironically. And it's very whimsical in terms of, like, we couldn't even do a podcast on it because I'm not sure there's enough of a plot line, you know. Hmm. But it was interesting, so I did that. I watched that on a whim. It was like an hour and a half. And that's pretty much been my life. What about you? Wow, okay. Sorry, I'm still distracted by this Invader Zim thing. Looking it up. Okay. It's, it, it, it's very random. Um, I feel like if you watch that and you realize that this show is on during some of my formative years, you will understand me probably a little bit better. Uh, yeah, that's scary. I don't know if I want to watch it anymore. <laughs> that's fair. Okay, so things that I've taken in. Honestly, it hasn't been a whole lot this last week just because... I've been trying to take more time for silence, mm. and obviously that takes out a lot of different stuff. So, but I do have a, a few things I've been just kind of listening to as I like do dishes and stuff at home. Yeah. So, we had a request back in the spring, I think, to do the album Seventeen by XX Tentacion. Okay. Which I started listening to that this week, like really listening to it from beginning to end. That's some deep, dark stuff. Really? I think that'd be an interesting one to do on the show. And obviously it's been requested, so we will be eventually. And then Taylor Swift just dropped an album. I saw that. Called Lover. And some people were saying that there's actually some good songs on there. Really? I believe they said it's got some bops, as the youths say. you know. Mm. Uh, but I checked it out. I liked maybe a third of the songs, but a third is better than what... I yeah. enjoyed from the last album. I know my coworker that introduced me to the Head and the Heart was a big T Swift fan for years. Really? Well, she appreciated that Taylor Swift didn't get political uh, all that often, but she has gotten very political. I don't recently. think. Okay, I was gonna say I definitely disagree with that. Yeah. So she, for the most part, was never got into that realm. But anyway, she's not a big T Swift fan. I got to hear about it because we basically traveled with each other to San Antonio and Austin. So I was in a car for like six hours round trip with this person, and I heard a lot about Taylor Swift. Yeah. Oh, actually, so that'll be my first shout out. That is my coworker Bailey. She listened to like one or two episodes. Hey, cool. Um, uh, so shout out to Bailey if she's still listening to things. On Hopefully. The podcast. Yeah, she was telling me a little bit about it, and it was it was an interesting perspective. So. Yeah. Yeah, I. I used to be a really big Taylor Swift fan, and then she hit pop, and mm. yeah, I started losing it a little bit. Right. Losing um, the interest, not losing your mind. A combination of both. Okay. Combination of both. But you shouldn't let a musician <laughs> have that much control over you. It's true, but music, I feel like music does. 
Yeah. It, inf- it influences us so much. I used to, all right, this is going to be really weird for people who, who know me well, but I used to listen to like really, really heavy metal. Yeah. Like really fine. heavy stuff. And I used to listen to Screamo. Yeah. Like me too. Yeah. Like, like that's the kind of stuff. And yeah. it, it literally makes you angry. Like mm-hmm. it affects your mood and stuff. So it's true. Uh, I, I think music has a very powerful influence over it's us. It's true. Yeah. I don't really listen to that stuff anymore. Me either, except on the rare occasion. I listen to it on the rare occasion of, if I go to the gym, sometimes I have a little bit of anger, you know? Helps me do that last rep. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do it on, like, road trips. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, that's where I keep all my CDs that I used to have from high yeah. school. And I'll be, like, trying to find something to get me through, like, a 17-hour car drive or whatever. And I'm like, anything. Just give me anything. And I'll, like, go through, find that CD from like high school pull it mm-hmm. out and just yeah man oh dark stuff so yep. yeah taylor swift couple good ones on there she's uh, not screamo for all those in- interested not yet but i bet if she got the chance she jumps uh genres a little bit so if, i i th- yeah i mean if that became the big popular genre i think if there yeah i think if it was popular or she found like a collaboration that would be really beneficial for her i bet yeah. she'd, she'd give it a shot yeah so there's that, and then... She's got all the, like, emotional turmoil. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So. One of my friends in college actually had a, a Christian screamo band, so that was, that was interesting. They exist, from yeah. what I've heard. So the next one was a band called Five Iron Frenzy, who I had never heard of until Catching Foxes played it in one of their last episodes. Okay. And they just played like a song. I was like, that sounds kind of good. So I listened to them. They're pretty decent. Some of their songs were kind of hit or miss for, okay. for me. Five Iron Foxes, you said? Five Iron Frenzy. Five Iron Frenzy. Yeah. And then the last one is actually, it's a TV show that I've wanted to do on here for for like months now. Okay. But it's I was actually just talking to you about it before the show. Chernobyl. Yes. So it's about... The Russian, I guess Ukrainian technically, but USSR power plant, Chernobyl, that exploded in the 1980s. And the people who were involved with it, the people who were guilty, the people who were heroes, and different stuff like that. And there's some really awesome themes in there. I think it has pro-life themes. I think it has themes of just morality and stuff. And I think it's It's on HBO, right? Yeah. Yeah. They dropped that right after... Game of Thrones ended. I think it was one of those moves where they knew people were getting HBO subscriptions just for Game of Thrones, and it's like the one month subscription, and then you drop it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You're smiling like that's what you did. No. Oh, okay. But you- uh, I did do that actually. I, I, uh, I created a account for like one month to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly, and, and that's yeah. what most people yeah. were doing, and then they were canceling it. So I think what they did was they dropped this right as Game of Thrones was done to try Uh and keep people in and it seems like it worked because this was a pretty big show at the start of the summer yeah so i believe it we're always looking for the next binge but you couldn't get me because i was also looking for that bottom line in my pocketbook all right yeah so that's what i'm taking in big fan of chernobyl i literally just finished it a couple hours ago we we just did the patreon live stream right before i came up here yes and before that I just binge the entire show because I want to do it on here, but I'm just not ready. There's just so much content in there. I think it's going to have to be... Got to organize thoughts, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that works. But 
what we are going to talk about. Insert segue. Well, I was actually going to say, I was listening to this on the way up here because I hadn't heard oh, it in actually a while. Actually, it's a segue. I'm yeah. just an idiot. Yeah. I heard this months ago and I added it to our like to-do list because ah. I was just kind of listening to it on, as I drove to, to work, but I don't think I've heard it since. So I just turned it on on the way up here to kind of yeah. prep myself. Right. The song is Mirrors by Justin Timberlake. It's a solid song. It's a really long song. I think it's like almost eight minutes. Just a longer song. Yeah. yeah. So, you know how you typically you like measure time in songs? Uh-huh. This one really messes that up if you're trying to do that. Like two songs worth. Yeah. Two song song. It's a two song song. Yeah. But one of the things that I, I remembered about this song was if you were someone who watched the like music videos you can see that there's like an older couple in the music video. And that's because if I remember correctly, he wrote this song based off of his grandparents love story and his grandfather had just passed away Mm. before. And so this whole song is basically told about like a a widowed woman. Okay. So the, the husband just passed away. So it's essentially written as if it were through the grandma, his grandma. Okay, okay. So we'll just kind of keep that in mind as we go through, because I'm pretty sure that's the the intention behind the the story itself. So, ready to do this? Uh, Yes, sir. Okay, so we'll go ahead and walk through the lyrics, and then we can break it down paragraph by paragraph. So, first verse, here we go. Aren't you something to admire? Because your shine is something like a mirror. And I can't help but notice, you reflect in this heart of mine. If you ever feel alone, and the glare makes me hard to find... Just know that I'm always parallel on the other side. Any thoughts on this first paragraph? I think it's interesting just to use the imagery of a mirror. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what I would have used. Okay. What do you mean by that? Well, I think that a mirror literally reflects yourself back to you. Mm Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm always a little bit kind of like, well, you know, if you like are loving the thing and like, if it's like, oh, like you're like a reflection of me back in a mirror. Like I understand like where it's beautiful because it's like, oh, it could be beautiful where it's like, oh, like we're very, we're like so close and so alike. It's like we're a part of each other. Like we're almost like a reflection of each other. Yeah. I think it's the whole idea of like you complete me. right? Yeah. And I think that's what they're going for. But I think it's a very just, I'm not a big fan of using the imagery of a mirror because it's like oh i love you because like you reflect me to me and it's almost like a self-love but i don't think that's what he's going for i just think that like well let me sell you on this yeah sell me so this is actually what i thought of when i first heard the song and it's why i wanted to do it Mm -hmm. when i think of the idea of this love story of us projecting the image of someone else Mm -hmm. or reflecting the image of someone else i think of this first verse well, the whole song is kind of, in my head, kind of a conversation between parts is us talking to God and part of it is God talking to us. This first paragraph, I think, is it's a combination of both. So, aren't you something to admire? Because your shine is something like a mirror, right? Mm-hmm. I think this idea of the mirror is like how we are to reflect God to others. Okay. So, being okay. made in his image and likeness, we are literally a reflection of who he is. But rather than reflecting it back to himself, we reflect it to the world. So I think that's the kind of the first point. Yeah, so I think this first verse is God saying to us. 
So aren't you something to admire? Because your shine is something like a mirror. Yes. So he sees something in us that is admirable himself. And I can't help but notice you reflect in this heart of mine. If you ever feel alone and the glare makes me hard to find, just know that I'm always parallel on the other side. So kind of like this reassurance that he's still there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can take that. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it works. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. First verse. So then we get into kind of this next part. I think it's, I think it's the bridge. Uh, so it says, because with your hand in my hand and a pocket full of soul, I can tell you there's no place we couldn't go. Just put your hand on the glass. I'm here trying to pull you through. You just got to be strong. Anything else there? Well, I mean, if you're going to use it as an illusion for God's love for us, then I sure. think the line of, just put your hand on the glass, right? I'm here trying to pull you through, right? And we're talking about, like, grace, that, like, God is, is trying to, like, bring us to him. Yeah, have you seen, you know, have you seen the picture of, it's like a painting of Jesus pulling through the water, Peter? It's supposed to be, like, him reaching down oh, at you. I think I've seen that one, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I think of when it says, like, yeah put your hand on the glass and I'll pull you through. Cause you know, yeah. water, like the surface of water can be like a reflection. Right. Mm-hmm. And so kind of putting your hand there, reaching out and kind of accepting him pulling you through. That's kind of where I see that going. Okay. okay. I can take that. <laughs> okay. No, no. I, I mean, that's kind of where I was going with it too. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, yeah. I think that that, I think that that's one of those things, right? It's just um, pulling you through and like, you just got to be strong. Cause I think, you know, this is something we talk about a lot at work because we do a lot of praying. Mm-hmm. But just this idea of like remaining steadfast and remaining strong, right? It's very, I think, easy to, in our faith lives, despair or become despondent. Yeah. And I use those words specifically because uh, we started doing a three o'clock Divine Mercy Chaplet every day in addition to the 12 o'clock rosary. Mm. And um, that's like one of the prayers, right? That may not become, may not despair nor become despondent. Yeah. But I think it's easy to do that, but that there's a reminder that like we need to remember to like stay strong. For sure. Right. To stay strong, strong enough to accept God's grace. For sure. That brings us into the chorus. So we can go ahead and walk through because I don't want to lose you now. I'm looking right at the other half of me. The vacancy that sat in my heart is a space that now you hold. Show me how to fight for now. And I'll tell you, baby, it was easy coming back into you once I figured it out. You were right here all along. It's like you're my mirror, my mirror staring back at me. I couldn't get any bigger with anyone else beside of me. And now it's clear as this promise that we're making two reflections into one. Because it's like you're my mirror, my mirror staring back at me, staring back at me. I think it's interesting. So there's a lot of psychology out there where people we tend to become like the people we spend a lot of time with. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's like, you know, when it talks about like two reflections um, coming into one, it just kind of reminds me that, you know, like generally you spend a lot of time with somebody and you, you pick up some traits from each other. Um, you kind of complete each other in a certain sense. But part that I really like from this whole chorus mm-hmm. is that I couldn't get any bigger with anyone else beside of me. Yeah. I think it's a reminder that marriage and relationship, all relationships, uh, even friendships, right? That relationship is something that ultimately is is meant to help us grow in holiness, mm. right? It's to help us um, step outside of ourselves, right? So like the reason we have friends, we have family, or the reason God created us for community 
is to exercise the mercies and the loves that like that he shows us and that calls us to live and it like helps us to grow to be in relationship with other like relationship with other is a sanctifying act for us right particularly in the vocation of marriage in a special way in the vocation of marriage where right you're becoming bigger you're becoming holier you are tasked with helping each other grow in holiness towards heaven and that that is ultimately like right i couldn't get any bigger with anyone else beside of me is one of those things where it's right when we're obviously picking our dating relationships or or potential spouses that's something we want to make sure we keep in mind but right and gordon lizzie just did an episode on on dating a couple weeks ago too but yeah so choose someone who's not just going to make you like feel good all the time but literally make you a better person better person and yeah, not something that's just super shallow, that's vain and can easily fall apart. Right. Yeah, and just for the chorus, I, I would really want to just go back to this idea of this is written as his grandparents' love story, right? Mm-hmm. After his grand grandpa passed away. Yeah. So it's really just this desperate like cry of feeling alone, mm. right? Because I don't want to lose you now. I'm looking right at the other half of me, like looking at this person that was has been with you your whole life and now they're gone this vacancy that sat in my heart is a space that you hold so show me how to fight for now cuz she doesn't know how to fight anymore she doesn't know how to go on and i'll tell you baby it was easy coming back into you once i figured it out that you were right here all along so this idea that he never left her Right, she's still present. And if you watch the music video, we can put a link to the music video in here too, so you guys can kind of see this. Caution, don't watch it with children. There's no super inappropriate stuff, but you do see people in their undergarments, so you might not want to do that with kids. But it's this idea that she lost that person, but realize he's right there this whole time. And in the in the video, we actually see it's like the ghost of the grandfather is there with her and doing the same actions that she does even though he's dead and he's not technically there they are still reflecting the movements in the way that they dance in the video the way that they they close a book together different things like that and so we see that he's still present there with her and this is something that we 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 desire right we like to think that our our loved ones when they pass away yeah. are still with us. That's something we talk about all the time. Right. So I think that's really important because that's that's obviously something that we we have a desire for. But I think this also ties into the way that we see God. When we feel that despair or that despondency that you're talking about, now think of it as us not feeling God in this spiritual desolation. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't want to lose you now. I'm looking right at the other half of me. This being that we're reflecting, we're reflecting God. I'm looking right at this other half of who I am being God. It's entirely who we are, but it's, I mean, it's close enough. The vacancy that sat in my heart is a space that you hold. So we see this, this song isn't kind of taken in this distorted idea of love in that someone else is going to fulfill who we are. Someone else is going to be the other half of us which is a really not a good way of thinking because if if we expect our spouse to complete us or to be the other half of us, they're always going to let us down because they're human. But if we expect God to complete us or to fulfill us, he can actually do that because he's not human. And then we have God completing us. And then we have this other person 
who is helping us, helping make us better, like you were saying. Yeah. So if we keep yeah. going, show me how to fight for now. And I'll tell you, baby, it was easy coming back into you once I figured it out. So in this difficulty, in this despair of feeling withdrawn from God, feeling the spiritual desolation, show me how to fight when I feel like I can't. And I'll tell you that it's easy that once I figured out to come back to you. Yeah. You were here this whole time because it's like you're my mirror. You're, you're reflecting me. I'm reflecting you, staring back at me, and I can't get any bigger with anyone else but you. And so we see this idea of like God being there and guiding us in that spiritual desolation. Right. Having a couple different ways to look at this. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on that? Nope. Cool. Uh, so the next verse, aren't you something in original? Because it doesn't seem merely assembled. And I can't help but stare because I see truth somewhere in your eyes. Oh, I can't ever change without you. You reflect me. I love that about you. And if I could, I would look at us all the time. Then it goes back to that bridge. Yeah. Because with your hand in my hand in a pocket full of soul, I can tell you there's no place we couldn't go. Just put your hand on the glass. I'm here trying to pull you through. You just got to be strong. So thoughts on that, that verse. So I really like that kind of first part, specifically that second line. I can't help but stare because I see truth somewhere in your eyes. Yeah. And specifically in light of that first, right, an original, because it doesn't seem merely assembled, mm-hmm. that there's something beautiful in truth that, uh, like, each of us is, is unique, individual. But they always say, like, the, the eyes are the window to the soul. Right. In truth, like, yeah, Christ is the, the way, the truth, and the mm-hmm. life, right? Yeah. So if, if our eyes are the window into our soul and we're seeing the truth, Christ through those eyes we're seeing that reflection of him and it's true and i think that there's like a there's a truth that we can see in other people to remember that they are also an individual right yeah. so i think sometimes we often forget and we think that it's because we're like the main character of our own story that the other characters don't also have aren't also main characters right. of their own stories yeah, right? yeah. Uh, but there's like a truth there Again, that line, that that third line, I'm kind of a little ugh about because it's like you reflect me. I love that about you, and I'm like, uh, you should love people for whom they are, for who they are, mm. not just because they reflect you. But that line of like, I can never change without you. And I think that if you look at it in light of like God, right, it's a little different, right? Because we actually are made in the image and likeness of God. But there's this idea of like making sure that we're helping each other change, mm-hmm. right? And there's something that's that's loved and um and i kind of look at it too just in terms of like my dad who you know often will talk about my mom being like the best part of him right that like she makes him better yeah and so they've been together for so many years that especially in marriage you become one flesh right and so the idea of like reflecting that reality of their relationship that is also a reality of who you are in part back to that other person that like reminds you that like this commitment is like sanctifying right yeah i i agree with that i do think obviously the stuff towards the end of the verse doesn't fit in quite as well yeah but that's okay because i I think the point of this is that the song is distorted it has this distorted idea of love and it's not going to perfectly represent what we're trying to get across And, and so just as long as we can find where right the truth is in this where the truth isn't in, in their eyes yeah truth in the eyes oh no yeah uh, not quite we'll come up with the title later but 
the thing that I really like the most is the because it doesn't seem merely assembled. Mm-hmm. And I think this goes back to the episode we did on uh, what was the book that you read that you really loved and talked about for like Brave a, New World, Brave New World, right? Where everything became just talked about that with somebody last night. Oh, nice. But and he gave me this book called Lord of the World, oh. written by a priest. I have no idea what it's about, but I started talking about Brave New World, and they were like, you need to read this book. So I wonder if it's like a dystopia written from a priest's perspective. I don't know. We'll see. But the reason I bring that up is in there, it just seemed like everyone was lost their identity because it was all about the assembly. It was all about yeah. fitting into your class. And this is saying, you're not just assembled. You are created with a purpose, right? It's that whole idea that God created us, knew us, and we have a purpose on this world that only we can fulfill. And if we don't, it it doesn't get done kind of thing. That we are unique. And I think that just is something we forget a lot. We, we tend to just blend into the crowd and forget how valuable we really are. Yeah. So then we go back into the chorus again, uh, mm-hmm. which we already just kind of went through. So we'll skip right over that. But then it goes into verse three. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow's a mystery. I can see you looking back at me. Keep your eyes on me. Baby, keep your eyes on me. I don't want to lose you now. I'm looking right at the other half of me. The vacancy that sat in my heart is a space that now you hold. Show me how to fight for now. And I'll tell you, baby, it was easy. Coming back into you once I figured it out. You were right here all along. It's like you're my mirror. My mirror staring back at me. I couldn't get any bigger with anyone else beside of me. And now it's clear as this promise that we're making two reflections into one. Because it's like you're my mirror. My mirror staring back at me. Staring back at me. And then it goes into the really kind of like weird part of the song. Where it's like, you are the love of my life. And it just keeps doing that over and over again for like a whole minute. But you are the love of my life. You are the love of my life. And it just keeps saying that over and over and over again. So that's verse three, the chorus. And then... I don't know what that part would be called. It, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Someone with music knowledge help us out here. Give us an email or a tweet or something. But let's go ahead and break that down. So yesterday is history. Tomorrow's a mystery. I can see you looking back at me. Keep your eyes on me. I think if you're looking at it in terms of like how Christ talks to us, right? right? I mean, yesterday's a history. I think that oftentimes we worry too much about the past. Mm-hmm. Certainly worry a lot about today, right? But like today's still a mystery. It doesn't even talk about tomorrow. Right. But like that's, I think, kind of the unwritten rule is like tomorrow's not here yet. Most of today is still a mystery. Like the rest of today is still a mystery of what's going to happen. Yeah. So we don't really need to worry about that. But it's kind of like if you're looking at it in terms of that, it's like yeah, we can learn from our mistakes, but like don't dwell on them. Like trust like that today will be taken care of and just keep your like eyes fixed on the cross. Like keep your eyes on me. Yeah. It's like stay in this present. Oh, perfect example. Shrek. First Shrek movie. So... You know the scene where they're trying to go to like the dragon's castle? Yeah. And Donkey's afraid to walk across the bridge. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what Shrek does? Uh, I don't. I'll okay. My head. So Shrek, if I remember correctly, he like talks to Donkey and is like making him mad or something. I don't remember exactly. But he Donkey is so focused on Shrek that he doesn't notice that he walks all the way across the bridge over the lava and i've totally done that so i used to work 
at a camp, right? And part of what I did was lead high ropes activities. So we're 30, 35 feet up in the air and you're like strapped in to a harness and everything, but that's still scary for people, you know? And so I do it with some kids as young as maybe fifth grade or something like that. And obviously they'd get really scared. And so I would be on the other side waiting for them and just say, keep your eyes on me, focus on me. And all of a sudden the fear starts to go away a little bit because they forget about it because they're focusing just on, on their goal. Right. And I think we've been talking about this a little bit in, in the past couple episodes. We did one called aim small, miss small, where we talked about focusing on your goal and then you are more likely to reach that goal kind of thing instead of being worried about all these other things. But it comes down to, again, that Peter walking on water, he was fine when he was focused on Christ, but as soon as he looked at the waves and the storm, he started to panic, and that's when he fell. And so I think this yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery. Stay where you are. I can see you looking back at me. Keep your eyes on me. Just look at me. Just look at me. That's all you need. Just focus on me. This idea of like Christ talking to us. So all that to say, I agree with you, and I think it fits. All right. We go back to the chorus, but then that bridge or whatever you want to call it, you are the love of my life. And it's just repeated. And I think it's it's important that it's repeated, not just like said once. So last week we did that episode on Goodwill Hunting. And there's a scene in Goodwill Hunting where Sean just says over and over again, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And I think there's something about this being repeated over and over again that tells us it's something that we don't believe and need to hear multiple times. Because that's why Sean had to say it like 15 times in that scene because Will didn't believe it yeah. until he had heard it over and over and over again. Right. And I think this is that same situation. God talking to us saying, you are the love of my life. You are the love of my life. Because we don't, we don't believe yeah. it. Yeah. Which is like, I think why we're, gift, we're gifted the sacraments. There's something about being human that needs to be affirmed. Um, that needs to be reminded uh, that we are loved. That's why we have different love languages, right? The way in which we, we have it. But there needs to be some sort of physical reminder, sort of reality, to remember that we, that God does love us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we go into the final couple of verses here, and we see a little bit of a shift. And I think this is where JT is actually talking more to like his love interest, which yeah. I would assume would be his wife. And so it says, now you're the inspiration for this precious song. And I just want to see your face light up since you put me on. So put the song on. So now I say goodbye to the old me. It's already gone. And I can't wait, 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 wait to get you home. Just to let you know you are. And then it goes back into saying, you are the love of my life. And so we see kind of this transition from he's singing about his grandparents and their love. And because of that, he wants to love the girl that he loves better. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying, the old me, it's, it's dying. It's gone. Yeah. And there's something new that I want to give you. Right. So you want to speak to that a little bit? I don't know what else to add to it other than that. Right, I think it just goes back to what we talked about earlier, right? Where there's this, um, there's this growth that happens in relationship, right? That, we, that ultimately the thing that, that relationship is geared toward all relationship is geared toward is to become less us focused and more other focused right to begin to die to our old self 
die to our selfish nature mm-hmm. um, and develop a selfless nature that is oriented towards others. Yeah, and I think there's something to the phrase from Scripture that Christ makes all things new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And so we see this old way dying and this new self coming forward, this new self that which loves better. Yeah. And there's something just beautiful about this verse. Now you're the inspiration for this song. Mm-hmm. You are. And so we see kind of this like, kind of adorable like love going on here, right? Yeah. And I can't wait, 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 wait to get you home just to let you know that you are the love of my life. Yeah. And we see kind of this loving anticipation to give to the other, right? I, I just can't wait to, to be with you and let you know that I love you so much. And I think this can go both ways in this conversation that we're talking about, right? God to us, us to God, either way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I just want to spend time with you and let you know that, that I love you. Yes. Yes. And obviously this is supposed to be like husband to wife is the way that it's portrayed in the, in the song. But I think even that in itself, the way that we, we love each other within marriage and within our sexuality is supposed to reflect God in the way that we love right. him and he loves us. Absolutely. Yeah, this uh, last one, I might have a little more yeah, to say. Yeah, go right ahead. You yeah, so it's, uh, girl, you're my reflection. All I see is you, my reflection in everything I do. You're my reflection, and all I see is you, my reflection in everything I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there is, again, going back, there's something to be said about, you know, and I go back to my dad, right? That my dad, like my mom, has helped my father kind of in that sanctification process, right? Yeah. That we're like, who even admit like she's the best part of him. Like he's grown in compassion and love because of the compassion and love my mother has. And because of that, when he acts in kindness and love, like he's reminded of my mother mm. because he recognizes like that is something that she has been able to help him and gift him in. And I think there's a lot of times that we'll do things and we will think about you know, we'll make these decisions or we'll do things and we'll remember the lessons that led us there. But I also think like it's something to remember like when we're doing prayer in action is to remember that we're reflecting God, but like we're we're doing it and we're supposed to like see God in our own work as mm. well. Yeah. But I think that's just the nature of love is that like we see the beloved within our loving nature. Like when we act in love, like we see the object of love, which is ultimately God. Right. I mean, a lot of the times when we love others too, like mm-hmm. we are loving God in them. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we're, we're, we're reflecting God in that. And that like, I think it goes back to the, you know, great theology of Victor Hugo <laughs> and that last line of the bishop to love another person is to see the face of God. Yeah. Well, the song wraps up here, going back to that outro, the You Are the yeah. Love of My Life, where it repeats, I don't know, probably like 20 times here. Like, it's right. a lot, which is probably why it's such a long song. But I want to bring up another kind of contemplation here. Okay. Have you ever heard of Mary being the moon? Yes. So, the reason, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you have better theology degree than me, the reason why Mary is imaged as the moon is because the moon reflects the light of the sun. The light from the moon does not emanate from itself. It's purely a reflection from the sun. And that's the same way that Mary works with us. 
right? And so Mary reflects Christ to us. And so this idea of, of mirroring and imaging, does this tie in at all or am I, am I no, reaching? No, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah. So Mary is, is the new Eve mm-hmm. and also the archetype for the church, right? Yes. Because whereas the church is the spouse of Christ, right, is espoused to God. Um, Mary was espoused to God, right? Because like she bore yes. a child, yeah. right? And because of that, like it's it's a reminder to us that we are to be like the moon and, and reflect, right? Um, that she's kind of like a, you know, whereas Christ was fully human but also fully divine, like she's just fully human. So she's mm-hmm. just, you know, someone we can kind of look to, uh, especially in the just giving herself over to God but it's also one of those things where, you know, she'll appear in um, all of these different apparitions. Like she's appeared in visions to many people across the globe. But she always speaks of her son. And that, like, Mary, you know, even though these great signs and wonders have happened to her as the center, it's never been about her. And anything ever said about Mary ultimately says something more about Christ, right? right? To call her the mother of God doesn't really elevate Mary very much. It just points to the fact that, like, she's the mother of God, which is really what's being said that Jesus is God, hmm. which is a bigger statement. Right. Right. So, like, everything said about Mary ultimately says something points more Christ. about Christ. Yeah. Um, and then that's why she's referred to as the moon, because um, when you read Louis de Montfort, right, it says a lot of really great things about Mary, but he always prefaces it and sort of, like, connotates it being like, but this is but a grain of sand compared to, like, yeah. the grandeur of God. Yeah, and I think he does a good job of, of that, too. Yeah, and it's just this reminder, right, that she has no light of her own. That right. It's, the only reason she has any light is because she perfectly reflects the light of God to others. For sure. And I I think Catholic Stuff You Should Know mm-hmm. did a really good episode on on this exact topic of, of Mary being the moon. Yeah. I think it was, like, last year. It was a while ago. But if you guys want to know more about that, go check yeah. out that episode. It's, it's really, really good. But do you have anything else for this song? No, I, I think that it's good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Then let's go ahead and talk about some challenges. Anything that you have for that? I think that... Okay, I'll give one that's kind of a little bit more practical. Okay. That's, that's a little different other than just like trying to reflect God in a more real way. But I would, going into just the nature of relationship that I kind of talked about earlier, I would suggest finding somebody that you, you really trust. If you, you know, or say around a college campus or like you know a lot of people. If you're in Houston you can, and you're in like the city, you can go to the Holy Cross Chapel downtown. Mm-hmm. That's where the Opus Dei priests are, and they do spiritual direction all day. That's yeah. all they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to find a spiritual director, or if you can't find a spiritual director, find a trusted friend that you can have as an accountability partner have somebody that you can develop a holy relationship with that is geared toward helping you grow in your relationship with god yeah something that just helps sanctify you like find a good holy relationship that that aids you in your journey right and if you are married or or dating someone Mm -hmm. ask yourself are you doing that for your spouse or significant other and are, are they doing that for you and if not uh, maybe that's something that you can work on yeah absolutely have that conversation so i want to give you guys one as well this okay. one is not as practical but hopefully you guys can run with it so 
I want you guys to take the verse where it says, yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery. I can see you looking back at me. Keep your eyes on me. Take that to prayer and meditate on that. What does it mean right now in your life to keep your eyes on Christ? And are you doing it? So just take that to prayer, whatever cool. that whatever that looks like. It's going to be different for everyone. Any shout outs? Shout outs. Trying to think. I think we had some new listeners. So I don't know how to say this, but Elir. E-L-L-I-R. Shout out to her. She's been listening to some episodes. And then uh, Amanda Mendez. So a couple new listeners. And Carol Tyson. So shout yeah, out to shout all out of them. the three of y'all. You don't have any shout outs? Uh, I just said Bailey, which I said. Oh, okay. So a few announcements then. Oh, yes. Before we Announce jump in. away. So the first announcement that we have for you guys is this is our 98th episode which means we are getting pretty close to episode 100. And starting last year, uh, we have a few kind of traditions that we started. So on our 50th episode, we did a live episode with a live audience. This year, we hope to do the same thing. We're still working out the specifics, so I can't give you a, an exact date, but it's going to be in a couple weeks. It's the weekend before the 14th, so it'll come out on the 14th. But we are going to be posting the the link so if you are on twitter or facebook or youtube you guys should be able to comment in on all of that stuff and participate in that live stream and if you are part of the live audience you guys will be there to help with that as well so that'll be in somewhere in houston or houston area most likely but it'll be that week so keep an eye open for that we're going to be announcing next week hopefully the exact date and uh, we'll be posting the links for you guys to access so Stay tuned for that. And then episode 104, 104 uh, is our second anniversary. It'll be our second anniversary. So stay yeah. tuned for that. We're getting pretty close, yeah. man. Yeah, and then as we continue to grow as a podcast and continue to move forward, then our 50th mark, right? So like 150 will be further away from our 156th episode which yeah. is their third year anniversary. Hopefully. So they're slowly marching apart, so they're not always like yeah. a few weeks apart from each other, Yeah, which is good for us because... Especially for you. Yeah, it's so hard to like come up with these huge episodes back-to-back. But for sure. thank you all again for joining us on the podcast this week. Please check us out on social media. Please... Twitter, at On The Adventure. Facebook, The Christ and Culture. You can find us on the website, which is thechristandculture.com. He beat me to that. Sorry. And it's then... Fine. If you want to support us, Steve, where can they support us? On Patreon. Yeah, and we actually still have uh, a space left. If you guys want to become a patron, we are giving the first five patrons a special bonus episode that they get to choose just for themselves. So make sure if you are interested in that, that you jump on that right away before someone else does. And I'm going to throw it in here. We don't like to beg, but if you sign up as the fifth patron, I'll send you a personal video of Clint pleading on his hands and knees, thanking you with just fervor. He's very yeah. mad at me right no, now. I'm, I mean, I, I'm not going to beg, but I'll, I'll send you a video or a phone you call. Don't I mean, par- part of it is... <laughs> not really beg. I just meant like, <laughs> uh, not really begging, but... Um, well, one of the things we give yeah, our patrons you know is I mean. a, like, a, on your, a thank like you phone call. Phone. So. That's true. And all joking aside, um, it really helps us to be able to grow our podcast and just be able to do this in a way that is easier, you know, as we're growing to have the equipment. 
we don't have as many just random issues that'll happen, um, but also just have better equipment to have better sound quality, to have more guests on the show. And then I obviously don't live around the other two anymore. Um, so it just definitely, I think, helps with everything all around because if we have better equipment, then we can do more remote sort of, you know, I can be here, they can be there. It just makes things a little easier. And so last thing, guys, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to to the podcast. Make sure you also subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't done that already. And last but not least, if you haven't left a review, please leave us a review. Even if you just go click that five-star rating, that helps us reach more people, and we really, really appreciate it. And ideally, you give us the five-star. Anything less than three, and I'll cry. Yeah. And he cries a lot, so. It's true. With that, thank you guys for joining us on the adventure, and we'll see you next week. Apple. I have a pen. Uh, Apple pen. <laughs>